0: You're listening to Ute Talk, part of the Torn by Sports and Blog Talk Radio Networks. Providing unbiased opinions on all things Ute Talk, football and basketball.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Ute Talk podcast. This is Grant Bagby from Torn by Sports. Joining me as always, my co-host, Joseph, Joseph
0: Silverspark. How's everybody doing today? we've got some fancy new gear here and you can't see it that we feel very professional with our microphone and our headphones and stuff like that so
1: and ultimately some better audio quality for our listeners and no more technical difficulties no one minute warning shouts that we get from our previous uh podcasting source so we should uh have a much smoother running show. We'll see how, how it goes. It, no guarantees, obviously. It, cause it's
0: like we've gone from a, from a kiddie pool that we fill up with the hose to like a hot tub with jets on. So sit back and relax and enjoy your spa U Talk podcast experience. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I don't think it's going to be consoling anyone. That's the problem. But <laughs> no, Not today. Nothing
0: will. Nothing uh, will.
1: And pardon pardon me, I'll just give everyone warning I'm battling the cold. So uh the voice is a little it is starting to go. But um all right, let's let's start with our quick hitters as we always do. Um and review what happened in Pac twelve football last week. Um and we'll, so I'll just start off at the top Thursday thir- last Thursday in a thriller. Unbelievable. Stanford pulls out the wind against Oregon State. I mean
0: What's unbelievable is how Oregon State finds a way to lose every single game. I mean, they they absolutely, they played better than Stanford and should have won that game. They're just like, yeah, now let's lose it. That way we can really keep a nice clean, haven't beaten FCS FBS team in a thousand years. Slate going, that streak is still alive somehow. Um, I'm shocked how bad they are. It's amazing to me.
1: I... Honestly, I was cheering for Oregon State to pull it off. I mean, get a win. Get a win for the the new coach, who was doing all right. Granted, he needs to pick up his speed when trying to call for a timeout. Yes, Uh, very much so. Uh, so then, uh, Washington crushes UCLA, forty-four twenty-three, giving up a hundred and sixty-nine yards and a TD to Miles Gaskin. Um, shout out to Zach Moss, who hopefully will have the same kind of production Friday. He
0: better, we'll talk about that, man. He better. They gotta, they gotta start running the ball a little bit more. Uh, he had a well, we'll talk about it. Um, and uh, then
1: Washington State loses to Arizona, and. Thank heavens, Khalil uh, Tate did not start when the Utes played them. It's we a, can hold on to that win for our strength of schedule and everything else. It
0: is, it is shaping up to be a, a good win. Certainly, the best Utah has, which isn't saying much considering who else they've beaten. But it's a it's a good win, and it'll. Uh, they can hang their hat on it. Khalil Tate or no Khalil Tate. There's a lot of other good things about that Arizona team. Uh,
1: USC beats Arizona State in uh, what should be expected, 48-17, rebound, rebounding from their uh, Irish loss. Um, and then just hurry it up. Colorado beats up on Cal, 44-28. And Montez
0: had a great game. Colorado quarterback his first good game of the season. There.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, you know, our other quick hitter is almost, I mean, I almost am starting to call it, or thinking of calling it the Kyle Kuzma tracker.
0: Yeah, right? I think we got to touch in on what Kyle Kuzma's up to every week. Last night, Halloween, he went six for eight, 16 points. He was, what, four of four from three, which is where he gets his, you know, that's that's a really good night for him, because he's not a... 100% 100% free throw shooter or three three point shooter uh, but he I mean he's the real deal what I want to know is what are Utah fans good or jazz fans going to do when the Lakers get really really good because they sign LeBron James and they got Lonzo Ball who we all love to hate because his dad's a something or other and then they got Kyle Kuzma the youth and it's the Lakers, and we're supposed to hate them, but the reason they're so good is because of Kyle Kuzma. What are you guys going to do? I mean, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not a huge NBA guy. I like to watch what the Utes are up to, and that's about it. But I'm, I'm interested to see how you Jazz fans handle rooting for the Lakers when they're when they're the Western powerhouse with LeBron James and the whole night.
1: As an NBA fan, let's pump the brakes on LeBron to L.A., Um, Oh, he's wishing
0: everybody a happy birthday. It's happening. It's happening. It's already done.
1: Well, let's get on to, let's get over our, never mind, this whole episode could end up being depressing (laughs) if I talk the whole time. But, uh, you know, in reviewing our uh, dismal loss to Oregon, uh, there's one thing that I'm worried about, and it's the Battle of the Trenches, and even more so... Uh, I mean, it it made me think of the – gosh, what is the name of the song? It's uh, Where Have All the Cowboys Gone by Paul Cole back in the day. You know, where where have all the linemen gone, right? I know we lost four to the NFL, but our D-line, like – and here's where I get frustrated with coaching staffs and I say that it's their job to manage expectations – Whittingham, Scally, all of these coaches have been telling us how deep the D line is, and it's and then even the you know media people out there ranking it fifth in the nation before oh, yeah, the season, it, so. all kinds of stuff. And now our defensive line can't set an edge. Period. I mean, I miss Hunter Dimmick. The guy was so technically sound. He, I mean, yes, he owns the stats record. I don't feel like he was anything flashy last year, but the dude, he set the edge. He was technically sound. He'd get the pressure on the quarterback. Now, we who's doing that for the Utes? I, you
0: know, I, people talk about the ends a lot, and they're the ones who rack up the stats. So I understand that. But what, what stands out to me, even though even though you're seeing the game be lost on the edges, I feel like it's the defensive tackles who aren't doing their job. The, the whole defense starts with those two guys and, and builds on the idea that an offense is going to need to dedicate three or four offensive linemen to those two guys every single play, and when that doesn't happen, you get your your tackle gets to go one on one with the defensive ends, and our defensive ends are are technically sound and they're well coached, but they're not those like freakish players that you see a lot of times in the SEC or um, the DeForest. Buckner at Oregon had who could just be anybody one-on-one they're not that physically dominant kind of player and Utah's never really tried to recruit that kind of player who you know you don't they don't go out looking for the the six seven, two hundred 275 pound guy they they pick up a six three six four linebacker and they teach him what to do and they say you know you're, you're going to be able to pin your ears back on third down you're going to get your sacks And and that only works if the defensive tackles are doing what they're supposed to do. And I can't believe I'm saying this about Filippo Mocafisi and Lowell O'Toolele, but they aren't playing well. Um, I I think FOTU is the best defensive tackle on the team. I think Penasini is better. I'd rather see FOTU and Penasini in the middle than uh, to start the game, than than Lowell and Flip. And that's a crazy thing to say, but I wonder if the coaches... Haven't invested so much in these two guys and been so excited about what they were going to do that they're not really able to see that they're not performing, and that they're they the, the idea of starting somebody else in place of who's supposed to be the cornerstone of the defense. And they give out I mean, three hundred something yards to Oregon and Arizona State just the same. Every single running back over seven yards a carry, like that's totally unacceptable. And I think that that you need to make a change of personnel, if nothing else, but to make the point that that it's not good enough.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it isn't. I mean, it's it's sad, really. I mean, this is supposed to be the D line. This is Utah's strength. And right now, it's Utah's weakness. I mean, that's something that's been bothering is people have been criticizing the secondary and everything. I was like, uh, if the secondary is having to make tackles, they have to make tackles. I mean, they shouldn't be making the tackles to begin with. I think the the, secondary
0: is one of the best in the pack. Yeah, they've been great. Set for years with these guys; they're really, really good players. Um, But I I think you got to change out everybody on that line. I I think Anai is probably having the best season of anybody. He didn't have a great game last week, but um, by by any stretch, but still sophomore. Yeah, I think he's having the best season. But I'd like to see Anai, Panessini, Fotu, and. Somebody else, Chupai, or well, Xavier Hamilton, or what about
1: Flip? There, if I remember sure. right, yeah, he played D the end on uh, against Arizona, great, and we had our it. great game against yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, something's got to change, and uh, and then you, you got
0: to can Cody Barton and push um, Chase Hansen up to up to linebacker because not because he's perfect linebacker, but because he's going to be a better player, at linebacker, than anybody else you have in that second linebacker spot. Um, and then get Afia and Karayan Ballard on the field and, and hope that they can hold up. But this front seven is playing badly, and I think that you've got to put in as many new faces as you can and, and see see if you can't win some games and, and stop the run that way. And We're not going to find out about it against UCLA because they can't run the ball, and they're not going to try uh, it's going to be interesting to see the secondary get tested by a team that, that just doesn't run. So it'll, it'll be, they kind of don't have a choice but to play strength against strength. It'll be interesting to see if they can do it. That is, if UCLA can do it.
1: Well, uh, the fact that I opened up the ESPN app on Monday, went to the Utah Utes page to find out what the, the Vegas had set the line at, and it was even says something about where the utah season has gone mm-hmm. against ucla but uh the other thing and, and you tell me this this is i mean so the other part of the battle of the trenches is our offensive line and as much as wits finally admitting uh, that you know maybe we lost too much depth there by losing four nflers um Is that an excuse or isn't it? To me, I'm willing to say, okay, we've got a new offensive line. We lost four NFL caliber players. Like, I'm okay with it uh, as long as we admit the weakness.
0: Yeah, I'm not as concerned about the offensive line long term. I I think it's undoubtable that that the 14 and 15 offensive line classes didn't live up to expectations. Either uh, the left program or they're still on missions. I have. I'm not sure that it's a smart play to recruit as many mission kids as Kyle Whittingham does once you get to the Pac-12 level, because you're using up scholarships for people who who literally aren't on campus, who can't fill a need. Um, and I that's uh, that's maybe a topic for the off season where we can we can kind of devote a whole show to it because it's it's interesting and I think that maybe it's going to rub some people the wrong way, but it's something I've been thinking about all season long. Um, hater but but right right but the 16 class is good and you've got an offensive lineman or sort of a special case you've got to give him 12 months like if a guy's not 20 years old he can't really play the position yet and so you've got to wait and see what you've got unless you got a freak like Darren Paulo who's been great and I think uh, I, I think Barton is a is who he is at this point, but he's a good player. He's going to be able to start a tackle until he graduates. And he'll he may get drafted or signed as a free agent in a later round. I don't think he's a player like Aaron Bowles by any stretch, but he's he's certainly good enough. I think Paulo's good enough, uh, but we got to see what happens with with, with uh, Scott, with Peck, with Imama, with Amana, um, and then with some of these guys coming in next year. And that, I mean, if that works, that could all develop and that could be something that's good enough next year. Uh, and then I think with Tyler Huntley, uh, offensive line is less of an issue. Um, but what—but I'm really worried about the defensive line, and I feel like Utah needs to go out and needs to get a defensive end recruit who can contribute tomorrow as a starter at defensive end for the University of Utah, which is asking a lot. There's this Hufunga guy who's a, a five-star athlete. Um, that's the kind of guy they need to get, and they just put him on the edge and they say, go, you know, go kill somebody because you're that good. And, and until they find that guy, I think that they're in trouble. Or well, what I wonder is if maybe we're, we have a problem where some of these big guys who we thought were going to be defensive ends are actually going to evolve into defensive tackles and we're going to see 2 pie, as a really good defensive tackle, or maybe even Hamilton as, as a defensive—I don't know if you've seen him seen him out there on the field—but he's starting to look more like a defensive tackle than a defensive end. He's a big, big kid at this point. He was projected at like linebacker, wide receiver, tweener, but he's put on a lot of it. And he's—he's he's not heavy; it's, it's good weight. But he's—I uh, would say a nine probably looks the most like an NFL player on the whole roster. But DeBeer's a... A close second there. Those guys, he said, that's, that's a big, scary looking dude. Interesting, stand next to a an nine. feel like you need to change your shorts. He's big and scary.
1: So, are you telling me you needed to change your shorts no, on a few I Saturdays actually, at the games?
0: Metaphorically, though, he, mm-hmm. he walked past me and I said to myself, I had no idea he was that big.
1: Yeah, uh, <clears throat> the interesting thing that I'm so I'm trying to be an optimist here and I'm thinking this season formed, did like an opposite day, so like no, the November, November woes is, is yeah. going to be October and so ladies and gentlemen, get ready for awesome end of the season because Knock we've got some raked opponents blow out going State. to get bowl eligible, like it's going to be amazing.
0: Right. <laughs> I admire your perspective, but my perspective on this is that October, November, all of this stuff is just, it's just random. You're never going to have a bad September because we play one FCS team, one Mountain West team at BYU in September. So September's going to be 3-1 and at, at worst. It's right? a wash, yeah. yeah. Um, October, you're playing good teams. November, you're playing good teams. You, you got your 50-50 chance. Sometimes you're going to come up tails four times in a row. Is that a good thing? It kind of helps deal with the idea of the slump. But is it a bad thing? Yeah, because guess what? We could lose the next four.
1: Let's slow down there, Joseph. But I will say, uh, you know, in my, I don't know, part of my tweeting during the game or at the end of the game, I asked my Twitter followers, hey, what it, what What do you think the youths need to do to fix this? Get animated again. And, uh, you know, I'll say it was... 254 people, 68% said hold tight. The other options were fire wit, fire a coordinator or two, or uh, other, and I asked them to explain. Um, But um, ultimately, as I've, you know, as watching the last couple games and then listening to Whittingham this week, I agree with him. They've lost, as he called it, the edge. You know, there's just, there's no fire. You know, the only person I'm seeing fire from is Huntley after the game when he's using swear words and getting pulled by the Utah I media staff. That,
0: Hunt, I, Huntley, Huntley looked good against Oregon. He is a good football player. He's going to be good for a long time for the Utes. I love how fast he came back from that injury. Like you want, you don't want a guy to get hurt. And then to struggle the whole year And to come back really slow You want him to get hurt and then just pop right back up And get better fast And that suggests that he's going to be able to deal with those kinds of hits Over the long term That he's not quote-unquote injury-prone And so that's That's a good thing But honestly, I was watching that game and I said "There There are two Good players on this team right now There's Tyler Huntley And there's Darren Carrington And that's Felt
1: like it. No, I mean, the Huntley Huntley was awesome. I mean, ultimately, I've heard people mention, like, what's the identity? We, we've we lost our identity. We don't run the ball anymore. I have an identity for you. It's Tyler Huntley. And that's Huntley. it.
0: And that's, and that's Coach Taylor's identity, too. But he needs somebody else to make some plays. And, and that, I mean.
1: Yeah, and I'll just add one thing is, um, and I said this multiple times on Twitter throughout the game. I actually, like, the red zone woes. It's execution, in my opinion, which, according to Whittingham, is on the coaches because the players didn't execute. But this time, like, there are multiple plays in the red zone where there are touchdowns if one guy hit gets his block. Yes. Or, yes. like, a couple other bad things. Bad. Like, like I have no problem, I, at least in the Oregon game, I had no problem with play calling in the red zone. They, they, they even scored a couple touchdowns, but... They, like The problem is players got to hit They gotta hit their blocks. They got to make their plays. And if they ain't doing that, like we're not going to score.
0: I think part of the problem is, and I think this is a big problem when you sort of spiral into a red zone issue, is you see coaches start doing things differently in the red zone. They say, well, the red zone is different. We have to call different plays. We have to use different packages. We're going to throw Ippolito in there. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. When all of the data says... Good offenses score in the red zone. Offenses that don't turn over score in the red zone. There's no data to support the idea that there are teams that have some magic trick to scoring in the red zone. When Oregon's offense is good, they score a lot of touchdowns. When Wisconsin offense is good, they score a lot of touchdowns. It doesn't really matter what plays they call. None of that stuff matters. And I think if you stop saying, let's fix the red zone and started saying, just going to keep running the offense. I'm going to run the same plays because I, I get the idea. Well, there's less space back there, but you've got it. How, that, how big is that? Touch, is the end zone in, in college? I think it's it's what 15, 18 yards deep. That's a lot of space. That is plenty of space to run a whole play. Um, and 90% of your routes are within that space anyway. And I just don't, I just don't think that there is a huge difference between what works in the red zone and what works on the 50 yard line but because teams act like there is they start doing things that they don't practice as much they start doing things that they're not as good at in an attempt to do something different instead of just saying we're going to run RPO four times and one of those times we're going to get five yards to get a touchdown um, instead of this, this fancy schmancy stuff with uh, you know Ippolito and tight ends and just run the offense it works everywhere else if you got 80 yards out of Drive, you can get 10 more by doing the same thing,
1: yeah. I mean, just so you know, uh, 10 yards deep is how deep 10's plenty, that's 30 feet.
0: No, there's there's plenty of space out there. There's no, problem.
1: personally, this is the play I'm missing my favorite play of all time in football. It's called a play action pass, and you throw it to a tight end. And uh, Ippolito, I'm sorry, I'm saying the wrong name, but he like he got a pass. Like it was, play action tight. Hey, like that's that's what we need to see. Like that's that kind of play the, gets uh, a touchdown.
0: Forty-eight yard pass that got him to the two yard line against USC. That was a play action pass to a tight end leaking off of a power oh, run. So.
1: Oh my gosh! Like
0: it works. It works. It's a great play, and it's in the playbook. And you know works. how to run it. Yeah.
1: Run the darn thing. Mm-hmm. Or like I'm cool with like. And then the other thing I guess I'm missing, and maybe I'm. I'm blind to it. I don't know. Cause I'm not seeing it, but the dump off pass to either tight ends or running backs, like the option that Huntley's running and getting hit, like that could be avoided if there's a drop off, you know,
0: I would say that's in there. I, I think that I've seen, I just ha- it doesn't happen, I guess. I, and I, I think that the, it doesn't happen quite enough. And I actually think that it's been able to, so sometimes you look at bosses, um, Day and he's had a ton of trouble running between the tackles. But once you get him out into space with the, with the screen passes, and he'll get five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten yards pass. And those are all short passes, they don't have a runner wheel routes or anything just yet.
1: Joseph, um, I'm just glad you can count from six to ten. Good job. <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I 10 don't yards.
0: have a little, uh, a little, <laughs> we, need, we need a sound engineer to do the, the what are those things? I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Um, let's talk before i make more of a fool of myself let's talk about ucla who has a lot of losses to a lot of really good teams i'm gonna tell you who you uh ucla is four and four utah's four and four ucla's losses are to memphis stanford arizona and washington um you guys know Stanford, Arizona, and Washington are all having really good seasons. Memphis is. Well, it was gosh, a
1: road game. They're traveling across the country. Memphis is
0: seven-one. Oh wow, Dang. yeah, they're good. They're good. They beat they beat Navy. They beat uh, they beat Houston. Um,
1: are you trying to scare Utah fans a little bit? This is yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is like the fifth win on the schedule, and the question is, where's number six? It's not supposed to be that this game's a question mark.
0: No, this game is a question mark. In fact, my my numbers have this as almost exactly a toss-up. Um, I give Utah gets like a has historically had about a 10% greater chance of winning under Kyle Winningham than numbers say that they should. So I give them a 10% bump. Um and it's it's right around 50-50 here. Um, UCLA can do a lot of things. Like the, the things that they don't do well, they really don't do well. But Josh Rosen is a really really good player, and even though he's kind of the only player on UCLA's team, he's tough to stop. It's gonna be it's gonna be all about Jalen Johnson and and Julian Blackman, Blackman and Casey Hughes and. Um, And can they cover guys like Marquise Blair, like hanging off of guy's cover guys? Um, I think they can. I love Jalen Johnson. I think he's one of the best players on the team. And Blackman's just as good. I
1: think Blair's going to make a hit on a wide receiver so hard that the wide receiver is going to be scared to catch it. Yes. And then Rosen's going to get sacked. And I will proudly wear a Sack Lake City shirt once again. Oh, that. I did propose we might need to burn it with this year. Just to try to, you know, exercise whatever demons have been created in the defensive line. Mayor of Sack
0: Lake City is Chase Hanson. The only time we get a sack is when we blitz somebody out of the secondary and they they miss on a stunt or something like that. It's, it's
1: There needs to be a coup in salt in the Sack Lake yes, City mayor. Yes. I mean that that shouldn't stand. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how much more to analyze this game. I feel like their weakness is running the ball on offense. Our weakness on defense is stopping the run game. So I'm not concerned about that. So, just like you said, it's their pass game versus our secondary. I like our secondary. I think it's the strongest part of our defense. Unfortunately, we haven't been that good of a team this year. So, how big of a strength is it? Well, we're probably going to find out on Friday. And then on the other side of the ball, uh, you know, I just question of whether, you know, Are we finally going to – is the whole offense going to be like Huntley, 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 and we're going to score a bunch of points? Or are they going to try to establish a run game like everyone keeps talking about? Ultimately, I hate that it's considered a close game and that it's being listed as even on ESPN when I looked it up last. But um, I ultimately think home field advantage, Utah wins by a touchdown.
0: right all right um i think utah's pass defense is actually good they're giving up 6.1 uh yards per attempt which is 19th in the country um they've got they've given up nine touchdowns they've picked off the ball 10 times so they're picking it off more than they're giving up a touchdown uh passer rating is 109 defense is really good and then you look at like if you follow pro football focus they do play by play so're they're, they're measuring you know what is the passer rating into what when, when the quarterback is throwing to or see recovered by Jalen Johnson recovered by Julian Blackman and these both of them are top 20 in the whole nation at those kinds of stats like when you start to really break it down and look about how look at how good they are in coverage they are they are really really good two very good cornerbacks. And I think it's going to take time for Josh Rosen to find guys. And the question is, can the defensive line make the clock tick? They don't even have to hit him, but they have to make the clock tick. They have to make him feel like, I have to throw the ball in three and a half seconds or four seconds. I can't sit back here for four and a half or five seconds. And I don't know if they can. Yeah, without I mean, get the changes the rush. to personnel or or changes to scheme, uh, one thing that that uh, I'd like to see um, coaches do is start to use more stunts, more blitzes, more more crosses to to do different things to recognize this is a weakness and we have to. Change schematically and emphasize different things schematically to compensate for it. So we're gonna we're gonna be bringing Marquise Blair down off the edge. We're gonna be bringing Chase Pitts off the edge, and we're gonna be dropping. You know, we're gonna be lining up a uh, linebacker at defensive end and dropping him into into coverage so that they don't know what's going on. Like you, you've got to start using more misdirection, not just with the secondary which they do all the time, but now also at the line because that's playing that vanilla, which usually works great for the Utes, is just not working this year and it's because the players aren't good enough
1: yeah, well what's your pick?
0: I think Utah's going to win I don't think they're going to win by a touchdown I think they're going to win by four I think it's going to be 27-23 late field goal kind of ices it a little bit
1: so sorry Utah fans Joseph and I just picked another win which means
0: we're doomed It's bad.
1: sorry guys (laughs) Uh,
0: up until the Arizona State game, I was less than a touchdown off. I was I was a money or less than less than a field goal off. I was about two point two points off. I, I beat the spread every single time, and with those last two games I'm about what, forty points off based it's on called coming pick. back to Earth. Yeah, really hard. <laughs> really hard, man. I'm gonna be uh, sore for a week.
1: Well uh Thanks for listening, guys. We've got some new equipment. Hopefully you can enjoy some better sound quality. Um, And we would love to hear your reviews. Throw us a review on iTunes, uh, Google Play. We're looking um, to improve. And uh, also email us, uttalk at gmail.com. And also on Twitter, uttalk at utetalkpodcast. Go Utes. Go Utes thanks for listening to you talk brought to you by the torn
0: by sports and blog talk radio networks find us on twitter at utalk podcast or email at utalk at gmail.com lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office.